roller coaster of international tournaments is about to end we have two final matches to go in the euros and copa america so in this podcast we will be talking about the three semi finals that took place and only that so hopefully this one won't reach the 50 minute mark but we take no guarantees we are here to waste our time regardless so let's start with the first semi finals uh, we'll talk about the copa america first so let's go over to that insane match between argentina and colombia what do you think of that dance now dance now dance now man that was so off character from messi like have you seen that 3 minute clip uh, of the whole penalty shootout and the way he was super hyped for it and i read somewhere on twitter that about messi that he had it he had this angst against yeri mina since that levante game which cost us the invincible la liga season ah uh, it was fun man uh, like the penalty shootout was very entertaining the match itself was very i mean how south american matches are ufc and uh, yeah i was it was not a great watch but the penalties were definitely worth the money yeah your thoughts yeah so for me uh, i'll go over it step by step uh, when lo celso played that pass into messi and messi squared it back to lotaro and the goal went in it was i celebrated it more than i celebrated a barca goal like we haven't had very iconic goals recently except for the copa del rey campaign which were like game changing match winners and i haven't celebrated a goal like that since ages now it seems like ages so that was very refreshing and the thing about the game was it was again a very cagey affair between colombia and argentina it was a bit player to be honest i think colombia played better in the first half and i messaged mm-hmm. this to my friend as well after the first half first half i was thinking how is argentina winning this and how is argentina not winning this by more at the same time that's how weird the match was i thought they should have been two up and at the same time i couldn't believe they were one up so uh, i was in a very weird state at the time and when lotaro missed that pretty much open goal that di maria squared i thought yeah it's over it's over so as soon as it went to penalties i was like there is no way argentina is winning a penalty shootout the, i had ptsd i had ptsd of that higuain miss in the 2000 world cup final when yeah. not, when uh, who was it huh? when cruz played that back pass and it landed straight on higuain's feet and he missed it completely i thought this is the same he's the same incarnation of higuain just with better set of hair but luckily god was on argentina side that day i i honestly thought the match was over as soon as it went to penalties i had no hope for argentina whatsoever i was convinced that this match is over like not even 1% of faith was there but before i move on to talking about the penalty shootouts i have to talk about messi his ankle was messed up the fact that he continued and 
I found out after the match that his ankle was that bad. He would not notice it during the match. He was still giving it his all. He was still sprinting. It was a roller coaster of a ride. And in the penalty shootout, Emiliano Martinez, you god, the mind games he, he played. Yeah, he was a baller. He the, the, the amazing saves and the, the trash. Mind, the mind games were amazing. Like they were so good. He's like. You're nervous. You're nervous. I know you're nervous. At one point, he called him. You're a you're a shit. And that's when the referee had to intervene. The referee went up. Yeah, yeah. You can't say that. And he was literally when he talked to Yeri Mina, and then the other Colombian players scored, and he was doing this weird dance in front of Martinez. And the face that he had, I was like, yep, they're winning the shootout now. There is there is no way this guy is losing after talking so much trash. Uh, that was Undertaker from the casket look, uh, out from the casket look, the way he he looked at him. But yeah, the penalty shootout was amazing. Especially, I mean, Argentina had this advantage that Colombia also went to penalties in the last round. So Argentine Argentine coaching staff would probably would have done the research and might have been a bit more aware of. Where these players would probably take the penalty as compared to this was the first penalty shootout for Argentina in this tournament. So there was that, but besides, like I don't know why everyone was so pissed about Yeri Mina's dance. We talked about it in the last episode, but even post match, Papu Gomez was seen celib- uh, mocking Yeri Mina's dance step in the Argentine locker room, and even the way Messi shouted that Yeri Mina after he missed it. I, I mean, I said it in the last episode as well. I kind of rated. Actually, like, obviously, as if you are looking at it from the perspective of a football footballer playing for his nation, yeah, it might piss you off. But as a viewer, it's entertaining. It is entertaining, and it led to the dance now movement as well. So that's majestic, just majestic. I mean, Colombia also had the advantage. Uh, Colombia did go first, right? Yeah, so they had the advantage of going first, which is a massive advantage in penalty shootouts. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And there have been a lot of tweets, and to be honest, I agree. The fact that Messi always steps up to take the first penalty, it's it is a sign of his leadership. I don't want anyone questioning his leadership anymore. So, way he acted during that penalty shootout. Uh, even when Rodrigo de Paul, I think it was, who missed the penalty, the second Argentina penalty, and the way Messi embraced him while he was coming back, it was brilliant from him. He was a true leader throughout that game, from playing with a messed up uh, ankle to motivating Martinez before the shootout, embracing everyone after they have taken the penalty. Brilliant leader, man. So the thing about about Messi is that he's not very outspoken person. So people have an idea of how a leader should be, and that has been the case with him for always. Like they they have an idea of how a leader should be, and Messi certainly uh, did not. At least he was not this much expressive two three seasons ago to into that idea of a leader. So. I'm pretty sure he's much more hyped for this tournament. But even prior, I assume that he would be like he would be supportive of his teammates 
that much itself or around that much but this time it's just much more aggressively and on camera so we are also a bit more like in praise of that behavior but yeah fabulous stuff from him like he said even at the last copa america in the 2019 that uh, we certainly have a group that is progressing and we'll come back even stronger and that's a good sign that there are many young players in this argentine squad so this is certainly i feel uh, from the argentine squad squad till 2018 which had the likes of players from messi's age uh, messi's generation so there are just i guess uh, sergio aguero messi and uh, di maria from that batch rest other players are mostly young players who are kind of progressing in their career so good sign for argentine uh, argentine football and let's see how they perform in the final i mean aren't even di maria and aguero haven't been regulars in the team di maria is very good off the bench and aguero has barely played this tournament and otamendi is the only player from yeah that group who has still stayed on so i mean with the messi leadership thing i think messi is a fantastic leader just because if messi is speaking everyone is going to shut up and listen and and he is going to speak valid points as well it's not like his points are going to be invalid which is at the end of the day that's what you need a leader to be a voice that everyone around will listen to and that's what messi is but we can talk about the semi finals forever Uh, let's move on to the euros let's start with italy versus spain yeah i can't believe i forgot but yeah italy versus spain <laughs> uh so alvaro morata certainly scored a good goal and i thought this was his day and he would score his penalty but fairly to italy they won but on the like spain certainly played better than everyone else expected them to play against italy but italy i guess had that extra edge of maturity even before the penalty shootouts uh <laughs> okay okay so this is very funny so jordi alba in itself everyone knows is a light hearted person he cannot take much stress he is not very calm and composed under pressure so what kevini did he was playing with jordi alba as if he's his nephew so he was playing with his cheek he was saying we'll take this side and he and you can you can see jordi alba just wants to get done with that moment very quickly but uh kelini was like let's enjoy let's enjoy this moment he's hugging he's shaking hands so that i'm not, i'm not uh, saying that that moment directly correlated to spain losing penalties but that certainly shows that italian camp had a bit more maturity in that regard and people who had like the likes of kelini and bonucci people who have played this game for so so long so i guess that really helped italy in the shootout and also they had better penalty shooters uh, as well as, as compared to spain so the spain team is uh, has a lot to grow but they certainly played much better than even i expected them to play against italy they had uh, quite among i guess 69 or 70% of possession they created chances not to say that italian team didn't 
have their fair sure fair share of chances but everyone expected italy to dominate this game but that was not the case but yeah italy had been the better side throughout the tournament and they deservingly uh, are in the finals i mean for me first of all i would like to highlight pedri's performance the fact that he completed 90 minutes without missing a single pass at 18 years of age in the semi finals of euros is insane he like missed the first pass in the 118th minute or something or the 108th minute something like that so fantastic tournament from him has to win the young player of the tournament easily i don't think anyone else deserves that more than him and with spain <laughs> again going to twitter because a lot of fun stuff comes out of there and people are saying that honestly i think a few madrid players like nacho should have been taken to the squad but let's be honest they did not miss any madrid players yeah on performance wise ability wise i certainly don't think that any player could have probably improved the spanish squad tremendously it was more so like decent i would actually argue that the player they missed the most was actually ansu fati yeah 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 definitely like up front him he would have been fabulous the fact that enrique did not take aspas still baffles me like he ha- he should have been in the squad but yeah spain did a lot better than anyone could have imagined uh in the penalties about the albatic alba was so confused it was it was hilarious to see and i saw tweet that said kialini would not do that to ramos and i completely agree if ramos was there kialini would not have done that i mean i can't disagree with that at all even if busquets was there that was not happening yeah it was all my told like he was treating him as if he was his nephew you know you know the funniest part of it is both of them did not take a penalty neither of them took a pen it was his captain's bent it was weird to see kialini was like overjoyous i, I could not understand yeah, yeah. what was happening at that moment even i was Some, it was planned i i i would not i would not believe that it was all spontaneous and kirini just happened he was really happy that oh my god we are in the semi finals let's enjoy this moment let's in, live in the moment kirini certainly knew this would affect alba and she did what she had to do i mean even in the euros no one in the history of euros has won two penalty shootouts till now in the same tournament oh, which is that's interesting which is insane to think about like I think that's what gives England a little bit of an advantage. We will go into that England versus Denmark as well. But yeah, let's just go into England versus Denmark now. I missed that match, so I've only seen the highlights. So I'll let you take this one. Here. So, uh, like uh, Denmark, uh, play Denmark had already like Denmark is a very high, very pressing side. So. Uh, a lot of like what happened at the end of the game okay let's start from the starting so uh, this denmark player scored this brilliant free kick like it was fabulous like the way it curled and dipped over it was amazing goal so it was the first time england went behind this tournament 
most over this was the first time they conceded in the conceded in the tournament so england definitely came out all guns blazing for the next 10 or so minutes till they equalized and uh, they equalized with a it was a own goal but it was a very worked ball and saka played the last ball which deflected off uh simon kher and went in a like and the own goal happened uh besides that so england around like in the second half they realized that the danish players are getting tired because they had already overplayed in this tournament and most of the players like were really really tired danish players so after that they really put uh, like had the ball they had the game under control and they slowed the game and this is uh, something i'll give the english really credit to so they knew the point when they had to control the game and they had to slow down the pace they just had to uh, avoid those quick transitions from the danish squad and they were not afraid to go to extra time that is something i'll also credit them with so they were not afraid to go like if the match goes to extra time and the danish made five substitutions and later on the coach said that all those five substitutions were just because the players were so tired none of them were tactical so and the most controversial thing that penalty it was not a penalty in my opinion but yeah i mean i'm also not surprised that it was given a penalty because like at the stage at a stage like that if a player goes down and there is even any type of contact the var usually so var uh, so the definition of war, like the usage condition of var is it will be used when there is clear and obvious error so it's almost like the drs system in cricket so it's not about having the correct decision like which is the absolute correct decision it's about the decision which is given and how incorrect it is if it is substantially incorrect then the var will interfere which was not the case uh, here i would say because i mean we have seen these kinds of penalties given we have seen even softer penalties given but yeah like michael had an amazing game he even saved that penalty but harry kane had luck on his side that the rebound fell just on his foot and he scored so england are through and let's say if it is coming home or it is going coming to rome i mean fair play to harry kane he knew it wasn't a penalty so he did not score from the penalty he scored from open play that's true sportsmanship yeah yeah will not be able to say that harry kane did get let's say the golden boot but he scored two goals or let's say three goals it will all be considered open play goals that's the best yeah. now uh, to miss a penalty get that rebound and score it from open play i think it's interesting you brought up the denmark substitutes as well i was not aware of that but england have had such a massive advantage they played like six of the seven home uh, seven games five in their the home country five of the six games five of the six yeah five uh, the finals will make it six of the yeah. seven right i was saying in that context and england according to england covid rules fans actually can't travel to england and watch the games without going through a huge chunk of restrictions and england fans have been bringing up the concept like every international tournament has a host nation 
but that host nation is permanent so other teams don't have to travel so many miles for every single match uh, they also stay in that nation and their fans are also allowed to travel so this is an advantage there is no excuse for it and i actually like this england team a lot i like the team i like the manager but i hate their fans so much i can't stress upon this enough like they're booing national anthem if they, honestly if they boo the italian national anthem the way the italians are about their anthem it will fuel them so much i think they might get brazil <laughs> they should not boo their the italian national anthem that that is just not a good idea michael actually had a laser pointed to his eye during the penalty yeah. some fan i mean come on like the fans have been nothing sort of terrible and understand like the reaction to the penalty has been we don't care which is fair like yeah I, it's fair yeah i, I know for a fact it. i know for a fact if uh, barcelona got this penalty in a champions league semi finals and we went through because of this people could say all they want i wouldn't give a shit I'm like yeah we're through we are in the finals prime over my my reaction would have been very similar to that so i don't blame the fans for that but the fans in general have been nothing sort of pathetic so even though i like the team i probably like the england team more than i like the italian team i don't know who i want to win in the finals i really don't because i have been a massive sterling fan for ages now i like sancho i like kane southgate i think every england fan before the tournament wants southgate out so like before 2018 world cup they like how is this guy managing england after 2018 world cup he was the hero then the talking smack about it started again he was actually criticized so much for starting sterling and sterling has been their best player this tournament by far i don't think anyone has come close maybe maguire but i'll still say play the first or second game yeah, i'll still say sterling is ahead he has scored all the important goals and has been brilliant throughout so let's move on to the finals now will it come home or will it go to rome i see i believe in and i would love it i would love that crumbling uh thing like it's all coming down and Wembley. It would be more uh, poetic for a neutral fan who kind of despises England. So I and also Italy are a better team, and I don't see Italian team coming under like crumbling under pressure. I see, and they certainly play much better. But then again, it's England have a lot of things going their way. They have. their home advantage wembley will it will wembley will host somewhere around 70000 fans so it's almost near to full capacity and the way i mean it's almost baffling at times that england as the birth of where the birth of this game happened have underachieved so much at international stage to think that this is just their second final like in their footballing history and second after 50 or odd years and it's a, it's a very 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 big thing and it's almost surprising can you imagine 
let's say Brazil getting to a final after 50 years it's almost equivalent to that because the way english footballing culture is dominated on other footballing cultures like let's say we are barcelona fans but even we are pretty much uh, aware of what happens in the premier league not because we actively followed it just because it has so much buzz and power like it is so resonating that we just come to know about it so there is that so it would mean something very historic for the country to win a world uh, win win the euros and they could certainly win it because they have a very good squad they have a management that really really plans things out like the way gareth southgate and his, his staff plan out they certainly are not uh, afraid or give in to public pressure like we had seen in the last match he substituted jack grealish even if he came on as a substitute because uh, there are they, i i saw there are possibly two reasons for it one that trippier is a better penalty taker and secondly because he wanted defensive security which makes sense and which might be against the public consensus consensus because we all know like how much jack grealish grealish was hyped before the tournament so england can certainly win it and they have a lot of things going on but if italy italian teams italian team performs the way they have performed in this tournament mostly i definitely see a Ital- italian victory because i mean they just play better that's all i would say i would actually say england will win this and i'll change it purely on gut feeling I think this season particularly has seen a weird group of winners like Atletico won the league, Lille won the league, Chelsea won the Champions League. It's just been weird all around and England winning an international tournament. Nothing can be weirder than that. So, I'm facing it purely. It's be weird but wouldn't it be more weird if Italy win it because they were not they didn't even qualify for the 2018 world cup so in two or three years time for their footballing management the italian footballing management to turn over things in such a way that they have this young group of players they have this expansive football they have this great manager they are playing so well they are on a unbeaten streak of 33 matches for me that would be a bit more surprising because people who didn't watch italy didn't rate them obviously france were the favorites and england were favorites and england were certainly uh, more favorites than italy to win it so yeah i mean with england they are usually the favorites because of their media like england could come in with the most basic squad ever and they would still be the favorite because of the media hype and again like their media is another reason why they hate it so much even before the semi finals there were literally articles about Italy and England meeting in the finals. Like they just didn't consider the semi-finals as a challenge. Which the media is frustrating, the fans are frustrating. I actually really like the team, but if they win, it's going to be so annoying. It it will be so annoying to see them win. But let's talk about the more important final and the better final. Before we talk about who is going to win and all, I want to talk about the fact that certain Brazilians actually want Argentina to win. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Like 
ट्रेजेक्ट्री सो आई कैन सी अर्जेंटीना परफॉर्मिंग वेरी वेल इन द 2022 थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी टू वर्ल्ड कप बट लेट्स बीटर टीम्स टू कम्पीट विद इन द वर्ल्ड कप दैन इन कोपा अमेरिका सो या मैन आई होप फ्रॉम ब्राजील गेट्स अ रेड कार्ड आई डोंट नो सम कैटास्ट्रफी टू हैपन ब्राजील इज नॉट गेटिंग अ रेड कार्ड दे वुड डू एनी थिंग इन दैट मैच and they will not get a red card they could take out a stick and shove it up someone's bottom and they would still not get a red card i i don't see a single chance that brazil are getting a red card in that match i'm sorry but every single quote and good lucky decision is going to be in brazil's favor argentina have to completely outplay them and win convincingly because if it's a close match It, it will automatically be edged towards Brazil, in my opinion. And uh, the way I see it is, you have put this really weird thought in my head now, really optimistic thought by mentioning the 2022 World Cup. Now I'm imagining Argentina winning this and then winning the 2022 World Cup. Can you imagine? It would be it would be too much, too much to handle. I, I am saying now. I cannot just based on probability and just based on that there is some goodwill out there. I cannot see Messi losing another final. I have already seen him losing three, and I have seen all those matches live, and I I have almost grown with that trauma. I remember that 2000 World Cup final. I remember those Copa matches, and I remember him retiring, him coming back, and. And at that point, you almost accepted that okay, international glory is not something he'll come close to winning again. And now again, he is in a final, and probably the second most difficult opponent after Germany he had faced in all these four finals. So, what I hope, I just, I like I said, I really hope, I really think that the footballing world owes him a trophy. And the number of times I have imagined him lifting. a trophy in that argentine jersey it's just i hope i really hope i i don't want to have a have a week long of sorrow and depression face i really hope i'll wake up that day early in the morning i have a great start to the week as well as month i mean talking about brazil as well they haven't been incredibly convincing themselves either Like if you look at the knockout games, they only beat Chile by one goal. They only beat Peru by one goal as well. And I watched that Peru match. 
uh, at least some of it and the finishing was terrible like the keeper had a fantastic game but the finishing was terrible they were creating so many chances they were completely dominant but they did not finish which has been the problem with argentina as well except they haven't been dominant either they just create chances so it will come down to a little bit obviously with finals it's always a little bit of luck which hasn't been in messi's favor at all for both club and country yeah man i need to see this go his way for once just one please he would even the goat debate to be honest for anyone who watches football is already over but this would be a conclusive stamp to ending that goat debate uh, there was this message that i saw the only people who think ronaldo is better than messi are juventus united and madrid fans portuguese yeah portuguese portuguese and people who look at themselves in the mirror while in the gym and I, i completely agree with that i think you can't watch both players and say that yeah so i'm not even bothered about what impact it will have on the goal debate i have barely seen football long enough to have my opinions on my with my own eyes and with my own experiences but i just want this conclusion this long overarching career that he has had there is this thing missing like the players that have won international trophies with their countries certainly a great great number of players have won it and certainly even mediocre or below mediocre players have won it so and here to think that the greatest player ever has come close this close so many times and he is yet again this close almost at the twilight of his career at the age of 34 i i really really hope that if there is some positive energy that believes in this overarching team etc etc then argentina would win it and just what it would mean to him yeah and even if for a second i would to forget all the history all the time he has come close and just look at this campaign alone he still deserves it so much four goals and five assists in this campaign he has been involved in nine out of 11 argentina goals at the age of 34 that is insane just off the back of this campaign alone as well he deserves that trophy i just want to see him lift that trophy so badly and i think i'm going to cry more than i've cried for barcelona if he doesn't win the final this time i, I actually might fully break my laptop this time maradona had five goals and five assists in the 86 world cup tournament in seven matches so even messi scores in the final so it would be five goals five assists yeah so also like argentina last won a major trophy almost 20 some odd years ago in nine, early 90s with gabriel batistuta like that was the last time they won copa america and they have some there around 14 copa americas so even the country has been due of a trophy for very 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 long so i mean it's just if there is anything out there just give them Let's just cross our fingers and watch the match while sweating profusely. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's it from us. As 
not promised but expected we haven't at the 50 minute mark for the first time massive props to us for that so yeah would you like to conclude this one yeah okay so let's here's hoping that argentina wins the trophy and uh, messi finally gets to lift that trophy and mm, the barcelona board have their heads in the right place and find then take that decision that signing messi is a gamble worth taking and he has proven himself enough in this international tournament and we fi- sign this great free agent okay that's it from us see you on the next episode which will come out whenever it comes out we have no schedule because we don't so that's it from us